Oh, two down, eight to go. We're two days into the trade period. The trade table is back for episode four. The dominoes are starting to fall. We've finally seen some big moves happen. Dylan Shield and Co. I'm joined by Dan Batten, the TV debutant on Channel 31. I'm back, I'm then? back. I'm not just on the radio. I have other commitments elsewhere. I was uh, on Channel 31 today. I'm, obviously, you guys were all watching. I mean, like, there wasn't 10 people watching at all. I think there was a lot the, the more. The whole of Australia was watching. Yeah, you and they watched a, me stuff it up, didn't a they? Fake job at win, but now you're on the big time <laughs> on Channel 31. It's huge. Billy friend is back as well bill how yep. are you? good thanks um was just spent the day as social media manager for our uh, our newsline broadcast and uh safe to say i did nothing all day but dan dan rode home the sports section he did well, Should so I say, well speaking of absolutely bugger all this man harrow your host was meant to be doing the auto cue today <laughs> they go no nope, sorry someone in the media team's actually gonna do it so sorry. he did so- Absolutely SFA. So we so, had heaps of time to prepare for the show. So it should Billy, be a rip Hey, up. hey, 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 Billy, Billy, Dan, gather around, gather around. Let me let me just throw these <laughs> names at you, right? Let me just throw the Abbott, Judd, Patrick Cripps. These players have just absolutely carried their teams in recent times. Abbott carried the Suns. Judd carried the Blues. Cripps took this year. Who else played for the Blues? I'll throw another name at you. H. Reed is carrying the trade table. I've been on every single episode. I've now learnt to panel. I'm the heart and soul of this show. You had all this time to write up the show <laughs> and write, think of these intros. All you could think about is yourself. Oh, but also this the quality of them. They're horrible. I'm up with those names. I'll put myself in that group. Let's also, get... can we get into the agenda? And you have written Excuse Dylan, me? Swords and Shields. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is for Dylan Shield, who has uh, picked Essendon as his uh, up, preferred destination. Right, I'll, I'll take this ship. We'll get into the agenda. Dylan Shield has obviously picked Essendon um, as his preferred destination. Exactly Bit of a surprise. Um, <laughs> we thought Essendon would have pulled out of the race. St Kilda offered a huge deal. Um, thought possibly Hawthorne might have been the front runners. Carlton were in the race as well. Carlton were very keen. Um, but he's picked Essendon. How could they possibly get this deal done? I feel like they're going to have to use their pick next year because Essendon only had pick nine, which has been shoved out, obviously, because of Tom Lynch. Um, but really, like, it was a four-horse race, wasn't it? And you think he was going to choose either Hawthorne for um, that success maybe into the future or Carlton potentially to, you know, be part of, you know, of a rebuild. And it sort of came out of nowhere, picking Essendon. I was quite surprised. Yeah, was... well, the Hawthorne, you sort of thought that they might have been the front runners with... It's such an attraction to go down there with Clarko and uh, be part of that amazing system. We, there were reports that Essendon pulled out of the race. Like I, We yeah. thought that they were gone. St Kilda um, might have been the least attractive, but most money. And, and Carlton have a lot of... What are you, what's and your... St Kilda's just saying, hi, hi guys. <laughs> here's here's 1.5 million a year. Please <laughs> yeah. come to us. You've got to feel a bit sorry for the poor, old, poor old Saints. Essendon have Stephen Bradbury and just came from the clouds. How, but can they get it done? So they have picks 9, 31, and 62. Um, what could they use, Bill? I'm about to sneeze. Can you go to Dan? This has been a terrific start. What I was saying before is I think they're going to have to go into next year's draft. So Does it, include, does it include would, pick 9, though, as well? I think it would have to include pick 9 as well. They can get a quality midfielder. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the Elite 8 in this draft. I think they could snag a good pick with 9. With that pick 9, they could secure a player like Bailey Smith if he does slip outside that um, uh, top 8. He won't slip that far. He won't slip that or far, another, I think. Or another quality midfielder. Jordan Clark has um, bumped up some uh, 
tables and he could be around, but I don't think Bailey Smith will slip, slip that far. Well, Cal Toomey was actually saying today on our arrival at Trade Radio that he could be a chance to slide that far, so who knows. But anyway, it's I okay, think no, that they'll no. have to use their um, future first rounder, which would probably be around pick 10 to 18 next year. And I think that would probably satisfy the Giants. Could, if I can I throw a name at you, would Jaden, could Jaden Laverde be part of it? Don't think so. I don't think GWS really need him. He hasn't proven a hell of a lot. I don't think he, he could really be a stake nice. I think really GWS would be after two first-round picks, and that's probably what they'll be saying in the, the coming days. So what does it mean, Billy, for Carlton? They were throwing Carlton, Hawthorne and St Kilda. We'll go through them all, but Carlton with really throwing um, all their, putting all their chips in yeah. um, to try and secure him. Try, they're trying to um, build that nucleus of a good midfield, mm. um, a strong group in there, and now they've clearly missed out. What does it mean for them? Well, obviously, their team was screaming out for a player of Dylan Shields' ilk. You mentioned it early in the podcast. They've sort of got Patrick Cripps and nothing to back, back up Cripps. Um, they'll be looking for the natural progression of players like Matthew Kennedy from GWS. He's no Dylan Shield, that's for sure. But um, they'll be banking on those young on those young kids like him and and Zach, Zach Fisher yeah. uh, from GWS up, as well. <laughs> um, but it's a huge loss. It's just massive. Um, Are you surprised that he hasn't picked Hawthorne? Are you surprised? I think that um, we're not getting. We may not be giving enough credit to Essendon. I think that they're. I know that Hawks finish in the top four this year, but. If you look at Essendon's list, they're certainly exciting. Um, their age demographic is very promising for the for the near future for a challenge for that sort of top eight, top four spot. And who knows, once you reach finals. And I think next year, I definitely see them playing finals footy. So I, I see it as a somewhat of a destination club. I know it was last year. And I think players will, just because they didn't quite get it all together last year, I don't think that's going to scare off any players. And obviously, Shields, yes. Shields has shown that. Just a quick question there. We, we mentioned both of these same teams, are Hawthorne and Essendon. Who is closer to a Premier do you think? That's a good question. Uh, That's what I was thinking when I was talking about it. I'd almost say the Bombers. I even would too. Though you know, their, their results, yeah. you know, finishing yeah. where they did last year, um, this year, wasn't very promising. Yeah. Their second half of the year was really encouraging. And Hawthorne have, do have eight players over the age of 30 yeah. next year. Yeah. They are starting to get on. And I think... Shield is really what the Bombers need. You yeah, know, that you get explosive the f- midfield out of the stoppage. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you get the feeling that Hawthorne's best players are past their prime or entering that sort of twilight period. Twilight period. Thanks, Dan. Whereas Essendon's best players are still young. Um, players like Zach Merritt. Um, you can go all around the ground. I don't. Um, like, I don't like agreeing with either of you, especially you, Dan. But uh, look, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think if you take the first eight rounds out of last year and just look at the, the back half or the two, last two-thirds of the year, I think they were a top, side, top eight side anyway. Um, and I think next year, if Dylan Shield gets there, then they're much closer to a premiership. Um, what I was going to say, Adrian Dodoro is, is um, renowned, notorious for being the hardest to deal with. Doesn't have many chips as it is. Is that going to make it even harder? I think they're just going to have to go with those two first rounders, as I said before. You know, pick nine and potentially... If they finish top six next year, that's you know pick twelve. But do you so, give do you give two first round picks for someone who may not even be in the Giants' best three mids? I think if you're Essendon, you do just because Shill is that player that they need, that explosive player out of the stoppage who can use the ball really well on the outside. So it's a tough one because 
I personally don't rate Shield as high as a lot of others. Like yeah, a lot of people do compare it to Chris Jarrett. I think those comparisons are It's a pathetic comparison. He's not, he's, not, he's not in the same. No, the exactly same right. Exactly right. I think, like he, has, I think he has the, the same ca- traits, of course. I, yeah, yeah, I think oh, the yeah. comparisons are in his traits, not his yeah, accolades not and what he's achieved. But we do like to hype plays around this period. It's, it's half of the fun, really. But I think two f- two first round picks, particularly you know maybe sort of later or not later but middle of um, of the pack. We'll get the job done. Sorry, I'm just sitting here laughing. We're about to move on anyway. You've just changed my next topic in the agenda. I don't know what you're Peter, about. Peter you Pennell says Bell is on the table. Yeah, well, look, Tom Peter... Bell is on the table. <laughs> Peter Pennell is. Peter Bell, four days into the job. We talked about him yesterday with the boys at Frio. The list, uh, he the loves list. those feather in his caps, doesn't he? He wants, wants a few of them. Talk over me again. <laughs> Peter Bell, four days into the job at Frio. He's declared that... Um, Harley Bennell is on the trade table. Yikes. Would anyone... <laughs> Yikes is what I've written. Apparently his calves are pretty good, pretty set, you know, like, uh, in all seriousness, the guy's played two games in the past three years and it's because of these faulty calves. He's, you know, you know, he... Is it though? Is that the only reason? There could be some off-the-field stuff. I don't like speculating to that. Have your spies picked up anything? They're not quite talking to me at the moment, the West Australian spies. In fact, there's one West Australian spy, and he's just not quite returning my calls. So, but would anyone take him? Is there, are there any takers? I know you two are very um, pessimistic on on Benel, and for good reason. Um, but he's shown that he's a tr- tremendous talent when he gets on the field. Even his two games for Freo, they were extremely promising. He played about a half and kicked two, that's right, I remember yeah, that. like, and... If he can get on the field, it's a big if, and play 15 games a year for someone, they'll be, they'll be valuable games and he'll be a valuable player. And you might find that he might be a bargain if he can turn it around. I know it's a bit grim, but I'm, I'm leaving that little little crack open, that no. little crack of light where, open. Where does it, so is it, does it depend on what club or is it just anyone who could fit him in? It's, is it, it... it's a hard one because you almost think... It could work both ways. A club that's a strong club, a club that's doing well, could almost take the punt on him. And if he doesn't pay off, then it doesn't matter too much. Whereas you could say as well, a weaker club could look at him to try and secure a bargain. Um, so I don't think it's it's limited to necessarily a few clubs. Uh, what do you think? Carl? I think unless you're a Sydney or a Hawthorne with with a strong culture that's proven over a long period of time, ten foot pole would not touch him. I was but, just... but if but for example Hawthorne with with that strong culture, the the thinnest midfield in the top eight could easily feel a necessity there. Um, but I just think you just have to have such a strong culture and be able to bring him into your system and and yeah. have him fit in where he hasn't anywhere yet. Sorry to interrupt you there before. I was just about to say that I think he would actually be a pretty decent fit at Hawthorne, even playing just as that you know exciting forward. I mean, obviously. Those injuries would have uh, crippled him a fair bit. But, you know, they've lost Cyril Rioli last year. Imagine Harley Bennell, if he managed to, to play 15 matches in the forward line, that's a real barometer. And Hawthorne have had a good history of, you know, to getting these guys like Jager O'Meara, you know, Sean, Sean Burgoyne 14, 15 years ago, and who had these injury troubles and making them good again. So who knows? I would say he's worth a later pick as well. So it might even be worth the punt. I wouldn't play him forward. You wouldn't play him no, forward? No, I'd have him on the ball. Definitely. But I, I feel like I'm, I'm talking like after these injuries and stuff. Yeah, I'd have him on the ball. He was straight on the ball. He was, he was the one at Gold Coast. 
he was the one where you know you almost wouldn't go. You almost go to him over Ablett because you just don't know what he can do. You just don't know if you'd be able to, if he can do too much damage if you don't stop the bleeding. Fair enough. That was Benel five years exactly. ago, but this is Benel now. I don't well, think he could be able no. to push into that midfield. I don't okay, think he's well, but, but then you can't if, but, if yeah, you're just throwing hitting. the baby out with the basketball, then he's not going to play AFL at all. If he's if he's up to playing AFL again, and if he's fit again, then I think uh, I think he's on the ball, especially at Hawthorne. I reckon on the ball, Bill. Well, it's a good debate, but do you think that he can revive his career at Freo? Ross loves giving second chances, or do you think? You know, bells come out and it's completely off off the table. I wonder what the phone call would like would be like between Peter Bell and Ross Lyon, because Ross Lyon, as like as we know, he does he has faith in players. Stephen Baker, he you know he has faith in players that that slip Robert up Eddie. and what you say, Robert, Robert Eddie? Eddie. <laughs> no, it, more talking about off field sort of yeah. um, indiscretions. But I, I reckon Ross would back him in. I reckon he would, and and clearly Peter Bell's come in two days into five minutes into the job and said he's on the table. And so I wonder what their all, phone call. All we have to like. look is, you know, four or five years ago, Michael Walters with his off-field oh, exactly. indiscretions, and mm. look at it, look at the talent he's become. But I feel like Frio are just throwing the line out here. They're just seeing they've signed him on a one-year deal, you know, two months ago, along with Ballantyne and Sandilands, which were also pretty questionable one-year deals. I reckon he's just throwing the line out, seeing what he can get, dabbling a bit. I feel like dabbling. <laughs> What what do you think he's worth pick, uh, as a pick as a pure pick? It's a late pick now. It's it's not much do you now think at all. Fifty to sixty or no? Or you, well, you're, you're splitting hands when you get past that far, but it's it's not much at all. Yeah, I, I have to agree that he's probably worth about that considering his injury. Exactly, I think it has to be post fifty. I can't see it being under fifty um, with his injuries. I think it's it, just even, it doesn't matter who it is to take on a guy like that. When I mean, we've seen Love at Murray. We've seen Yaron get draft not drafted get traded to um, clubs and never play for them I think you're thinking about love it not love it Murray love (laughs) Love it one of the most reliable players of the modern era sorry love it no Andrew love it but also Andrew love it it, that wasn't to do with injury Andrew love it just to clear there I know, but no, we you know, point. We when you point. trade oh, yes. you, when you trade someone, you want them to actually play for you. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> that ideal. Is fair enough. Yep, so Nathan had a great apologies to Love It Murray uh, for that. West Coast, <laughs> we're one of the most reliable. West Coast uh, have opted not to match the um, offer. The Port gave Scott Lysette, so he'll walk to Port Adelaide, and West Coast will receive an end of first round compensation pick. Um, this is an interesting one, so. Scott Larsett wants to go home. Obviously, he picked Port Adelaide from the start, so that's he was only ever going to be at Port Adelaide or, or West Coast. Um, so he's, you'd think he's going to Port Adelaide and he's just going to be under Paddy Ryder. Um, there was two rucks at West Coast anyway, but I suppose it's either be under Paddy Ryder or Sam Jacobs, and I think Scott Larsett and Sam Jacobs isn't as good of a combination as with Ryder. I think Ryder's a mo- lot more mobile and a lot more um, flexible. I wasn't as sold on this one, but I was speaking to, to Harrow off air and he did coerce me that this could work. Like, Lysette, he's never averaged more than 19 hitouts in a season. So really, he is that... It's he's not, he's not a pure ruckman. He is that ruckman who can swing forward, you know, maybe not even the first one in that 22 and he and we saw, you know, he's mobile. He can he can match it with the Brody Grundies and mm. the Max Gorns as he did in the prelim and in the grand final. So I think it's a it's a nice signing for for um for Port Adelaide. But three million dollars over five years. I think he, how old is he? Twenty six. Thanks it's, for the question without notice. It's a, no <laughs> it's a it's a big deal. 
Yeah, I think you'll see Port Adelaide try and mix it up in that forward line a little bit. Often we we see Charlie Dixon, a great player for them, but he gets isolate, uh, he gets uh, double teamed, and he struggles. So I think they'll want to throw Ryder forward. They'll want to throw Lysette forward. Um, I think you might even see Ryder really play a different role this season and go more 50-50, spend time in the forward line. He can play as a forward. Obviously, at Essendon, kicked a lot of goals. Um, and I think we've seen West Coast do it brilliantly. So Hinkley's probably looking at that saying, let's let's do a bit of copycat. Yeah, well, I just, I mean, I reckon the, the Premiers have just won it with a similar combination. Um, and I think it looks pretty, yeah, I just think it looks pretty, because um, Nathan Vardy is... Um, more athletic and versatile than what we get, give him credit for. We obviously sing um, Paddy Ryder's plaudits, um, singing his praises. But I think it's a similar combination, and I, th- I think it can work as well. The last bit of news for the day, this actually came through late last night. Dom Tyson looks like he may be linked with the Suns. We'll the go- journo Matty Lloyd breaking that on uh, t- on another show that's, uh, you know, similar oh, to our name. Similar, bit of a... It's a dubious name there. We won't, we won't mention the enemy. <laughs> what is the enemy? Can it's, we confirm? Uh, it's, it's, well, they're not the, the, the absolute enemy, but it is the trade table on Channel 9, which um questionable. That That is in our we'll name first. as well. What does it mean for the Suns midfield? <laughs> Are they just going to have a, a midfield of... Of misfits and and B grade. Well, we are looking yes. at that later because I'm covering the Gold Coast Suns right, 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 and their I'll prospects. Leave that then. Okay, then what does it mean for the D's midfield, Bill? <laughs> well, He's just giving me donuts there. Well, no, Dom Dom is um, on the fringes of the Melbourne team, but I think he's in the best twenty-two. Um, so it is a loss. Um, but he's he. I think he's very coverable for the for the Demons midfield. Uh, one of the best mids in the comp. Um, obviously didn't show up in the prelim, but uh, showed consistently that they won contested possessions pretty much every week they played during the regular season. Oh, yeah, go sorry, sorry, no, 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 that, that was pretty much it. I think oh. that he won't be he won't be missed that much if I'm perfectly <laughs> no, honest. No, well, I only think he's coverable uh, easily because he was just being played out of position. He's an inside he's, mid that was being played yeah, on the wing, been, play, been playing on the wing. That's yeah, right. So he and he, can, yeah, his his foot skills aren't exactly divine, are they? Like, exactly. Yeah. No, I think he's a really good player. Yeah. And if he was, if he was, if they were depending on him as an inside mid more than what they, yep. were, then he's maybe a bit more of a loss. But he's just being played out of position. Yeah. So no, he's not. He's, I agree he's with much that. more coverable. Absolutely agree with that. I think yeah, he's not the guy you want. He, you know, the handball going to the outside to where he's mm. delivering into the forwards. You want him winning the footy, and he's proven he can win yeah. the footy. Yeah. He's a bar, he's a Barlow that. Can run, mm. um, so they oh, tried to. Can run. Oh, mm. Can he? I don't mind it. Oh, yeah, oh it's actually thanks. not too bad. Yeah, oh. Oh, I, wasn't I thought you were having a go at me as no, normal. No, no, no. no. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> well, we're in agreement on something, run. guys. That's okay. good. That's good. All right. So, so hopefully so, that'll be a bit more successful for the Suns than than Mickey Barlow was. Right. Did, before we get into our club in focus, we're starting from the bottom ladder, going to the top. I'm, I'm going to introduce a new segment here. My nugget of the day. How is nugget of the day? Nuggets. My nugget. I just nugget. running with nuggets. <laughs> yeah, nugget. Yeah. I'm going to give you a little nugget every day. Nugget coming out of his trousers. Here. Oh. I want to take a look back at the 2010 draft. So Tom Lynch has just signed with Richmond. But let's look back at the 2010 draft and see how Richmond have nailed it. So remember that was Gold Coast's foundation draft where they had pick one, two, three. I think they had eight inside the top 13. So pick one, David Swallow, tick. Pick two, Harley Bennell, cross. Sam Day, cross. 10, Gorringe, cross. 13, Seb Tape, cross. Do I keep going? Jeremy Taylor, 39, cross. Who's Jeremy Taylor? 
Richmond had picked six and picked Reese Conker, but he's not even at the club anymore. So Gold Coast also had seven, nine, and eleven, which went with Josh Caddy, Dion Prestia, and Tom Lynch, all now at the Tigers. Two of which were a big, a huge part of the Richmond Premiership. Tom Lynch now could be part of another, the second in three years. Have Richmond nailed the 2010 draft with one pick? They have. Clearly. <laughs> Is that a little nugget? Can't believe, who can't else believe. did they have in that draft? They had, was it Brad Helbig? I believe you. <laughs> I can't that... believe Daniel Gorringe. Like, pick 10. How does he go pick 10? But Obviously, they he's they an athletic ruck, yeah, ruck, athletic ruck, I know. And, yeah. Was... Sam Day and Ben L, you can understand. Swallow, you can understand. It's just, they've like, been unlucky. Basically Gold it's Coast, a disaster for the basically AFL. Basically, the yeah. Gold Coast are batting at about one from eight. Because the, the other three ticks were are all at Richmond now. What's Seb, da- what's Seb Tape doing with himself these days? I wonder. Oh, let's get him on the oh, pod. Yeah, surely, he's, surely he's, does he still play for them? My, my dad's brother's mate. He's a chippy. He, I don't know he, what he's doing. Did he have concussion? Or does he still play? Was it no? Delisted. Yeah, we're good. No, delisted. 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 Good. They rated him highly. Played key, <laughs> key back. I remember delisted. played a lot with him. They rated him highly, but they delisted him. Oh, he's a key back. They couldn't get on the field. Okay. He was yeah had a lot of injury worries. Anyway. Speaking of, we're going back into a regular segment for us, our club in focus. We're going from the bottom up. We went with Carlton yesterday, and now we're on to Gold Coast. Well, you wouldn't believe it, but their year, their their start of the year was, you know, fantastic. It was all smiles. They had early wins against North Melbourne and Carlton. Carlton? You're kidding me. They beat Carlton, obviously, later in the year. They uh, lost at home to Carlton, one of their two wins for the year. Yeah. And these are some stats that uh, Harry's actually compiled for me. Thank you very much. Five highest scores for the year were 88, 78, 77, 76, 74. So they're not scoring enough. They lost seven games by 69 points or more and with an average losing margin of uh, 52.9, which is the worst of any team in the comp, even worse than Carlton. Freo was actually second worst, but Carlton was third. Yeah, they'd had a lot of big losses That's as well. a little nugget for you. Anyway. Small nugget. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look at their best 22. Now... Stephen May may be gone. Tom Lynch is already gone. Aaron Hall, probably in the best 22. Gone. Is, is gone to North Melbourne. He's already appeared in the video on their, uh, on their site. See you later. Jack Martin, I feel like he, he was a guy that they, they rated very highly. He was in the, uh, the mini draft um, in a, a few years ago. And he could be off to Essendon. Scrimshaw was a top 10 pick just a, f- a few years ago. Colin Jasney, also a top 10 pick. Looks like he's off to Melbourne. So we've got very slim pickings here, but they've got I'm those... just not quite sure what picture you're painting here. I'm not just... <laughs> this is a bit grey. There's still a chance, are they? Well, this, there's a few kids that they absolutely just need to cling on to for the, with their dear lives. Ben Ainsworth is going to be a star. We saw signs of it this year in a few games where he started to move into that midfield group and was performing really well. I really like Calamar Chi as well. I feel like he has those. So he was in the 2015 draft. I think um, he was pick seven in, from memory, pick eight. And he has those sort of traits like a Jack Martin where, you know, you can change a game. All right, so go uh, through each line. Okay, so in the back line, we've got Rory Thompson. Uh, Stephen Mahaffey's still there. Uh, Jack Leslie. Pierce Hanley has been a real letdown since going there. He needs to have a big year if he can get his body right. I'd say Jesse Joyce is probably in that best 22. He he, he does his job week in, week out. Um, Did you miss Jared Harbrow? Jared Harbrow was their B&F winner. I was just going to get to him. He had a fantastic year for for what he can produce. Josh Corbett, 
I've got him down in the backs here, but he is a forward. They've just picked up today via that um, state league um, com- a priority pick from the uh, from the AFL. So he's he's like a. Fr- yeah, but he he won the Bailey Fritch Award last year. Who Luke, Luke Ryan won it uh, previously as well for that. You know that young VFL player who stood out, and he's a key forward. So, you know he might not be able to perform you know r- right away, but within a couple of years because he has you know, that couple of extra years. I think he's twenty three years of age. Corey Ellis, uh, I'd say he probably slots into that defence or into maybe into the midfield. In the forwards, two meter Peter. We forgot about him. He didn't play a lot of footy this year, but he is a very talented forward. Alex Sexton, uh, Martin, uh, Aaron Young, Sam Day probably round that out. And then the midfield, they have got a good ruckman in Jared Witts. Um, David Swallow, if he can get his body right. Um, Ainsworth uh, will be playing more into that midfield this year. I think Anthony Miles will be an important player for them this year um, after destroying the VFL for the last two years. Will Brody will start to get more games into there. Dom Tyson slots in. Uh, and I think with one thing about that they need to do is they need to name Tuke Miller captain if Stephen, if Stephen May goes. He's a guy who genuinely seems like he wants to be there. He's going to be a future you know, Gold Coast Suns player if they, you know, if they last for the next 10 years. Like He could be a one-club player for them. And I feel like, you know, he has those leadership qualities to be able to, you know, be the, the captain for the Suns. It's not exactly your garage of Rolls Royces in the midfield there, Certainly is it? I not. mean, Will Brody and Ben Ainsworth could get there, but is that a bunch of B graders? C graders, well, actually. Yeah, I th- you stay in the bleeding obvious there. Well, uh, what we they need. Insights. What do they need? Other than a skinny coach, fans. <laughs> A new stadium. Some, some actual uh, turn up, some membership. Uh, <laughs> Anyone oh that will watch games. They need a, a midfield, a back line, got, a forward they line. Have and pick two and a and bench. Pick two and three in the A good draft. state to play in. And they're going to get two absolute stars of this because they're going to, being, you know, if, they, if they're smart, they're going to group together the two South Australian kids in Isaac Rankin. And Jack Scrimshaw, one an exciting Jack playmaker. Jack Lukosius, you mean? Oh, sorry, I said Jack Scrimshaw. Um, Lukosius, that third tall, probably like, can play like a, a Nick Rewalt sort of type. They're going to recruit these two guys and they're just going to say, please stay. Please stay. Please. <laughs> they really just need, they're pretty much starting again, which is unfortunate. They're going to have to, you know, plug along with these Anthony Miles sort of types for a couple of years. Until they de- until these these young kids like Ben Ainsworth and Jack Martin, if you oh, please stay, um, <laughs> and and two meter Peter start to blossom. So right, I wrap it up. Where are they going to finish? What's this? Gee, that's, this is a real long time. grim. I'm bullish. This has been a real grim sort of yeah. team review. Right, a quick wrap it up. Look, where are they going to finish? What's their ceiling? Look, their ceiling really is about sixteen. You're a bit bossy today. <laughs> Calm down. It's my show. Let's go with the it. Boots on, don't really, you? I, 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 don't, I don't think they're finishing past sixteenth. I think that that's their limit, really. I think they're finishing bottom two, and I see their prospects as worse than Carlton's next year. I agree. Yeah, they wouldn't bang there you have for it. me. Um, right, next year. We'll, nice tip. We'll move up one spot on the ladder. St Kilda. I'll try and the whip through this. I'll try and not put our uh, listeners to uh, into a depressive sleep with the Gold Coast <laughs> review. <laughs> 
But St Kilda, uh, look, the year they had, they clearly have a lack of star power. They Before the start of the year, they publicly declared that they were gunning for finals. Um, clearly a poor assessment of where they're at. After, after round one, the win against Brisbane, they didn't win again until round 13. Um, highlights of the season, they had a nice, good win against Melbourne. Who knows how they pulled that off in the last two minutes. Um, and a, draw, a draw against the Giants. If a highlight is a draw of your season, then it's really never gained any momentum at all. Um, they never really got embarrassed. They only had one loss over 10 goals. Their average losing, losing margin was 36. So it's not a Gold Coast setup. It's not a absolute car crash of a year, but it's not far off. They went from 11 wins in 2017 to four. Um, so if I look at their structure, I think in the back six... Carlisle clearly is your main key back. I think you can only play one of Brown or Austin, and I almost think you'd have to... Austin didn't get much of a chance this year, but I reckon you'd almost go with Austin now over Brown. He's not going to be there in probably one or two years, so I think you nearly have to move past him. Dylan Robertson, we forget about. He missed most of the year. Um, Jaron, your run comes from Jaron Geary. Um, Nicky, um, Nicky Webster, did I say? Jimmy Webster. Um, Shane Savage has been a bit of a journeyman, but he's been um, he's done well for them. I mean, Bailey Rice, I think, probably sits on the bench, but is part of that group. Um, in time, Nick Caulfield, I think, will definitely be part of it. Um, I look at the mids. What are you doing over my shoulder? I look at the mids. Jack Stephen, they would be clinging to with both hands. Yeah. Um, Stephen Ross. Stephen Ross. Jack Stevens oh. committed. Jack, Jack, Jack Stevens committed to the committed to the he, club, he has, which is massive. Stephen Ross. How's Jack Sebastian going? Is he looking good too? Seb Ross. Dan Hanbury comes in. Bit of criticism coming Dan Hanbury's way, but I think if, if he gets his body right, I know they're paying him a lot, but I reckon he makes a big difference. Um, Clark um, Clark is obviously coming through and had a nice first. What's his first name? Hunter. <laughs> well done. Uh, Jack Steele was highly rated in their BNF, so I think that's sort of their midfield group. Their serious issue, and it's a huge issue, is in the ruck. Are they playing Hickey, Longer? Is Lewis Pierce part of it? Billy Longer? One of the top three rucks in the comp, Billy. <laughs> Along you, with Tom Hickey, too. One of your worst jokes. So, <laughs> seriously, though, that is their problem. They, they, they have to either work out which one they, they go with or look for one in the trade period. I'm not sure that they've really been too active, but... Look, it's a serious problem now. I just don't think that if they, they can go into next year um, with that same problem, I just don't think it helps their midfield at all. They're such a rare commodity, Rucks. You can't just go go to the market and just pick one up willy-nilly um, and it's going to be tough for them to develop... a. <laughs> Who the, who's going to be their ruckman? Are they going to go to the draft and build someone up and wait during their rebuild? Or do they need instant... Do they need an instant ruck? It's a problem, and 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 who knows what how they're going to sort that out. But there's, I see I see similar problems in the forward six. So your keys, where do you, where do you, who do you pick out of Bruce, Membry, McCartan, Marshall, and Battle? I really like Marshall. I like Battle as well. I think you got to give time to McCartan. He keeps getting concussed. I think Bruce on form is probably their has been their best key forward. Um, or there's an argument for memory as well. Which two or three do you pick out of those five? I honestly don't know. So I don't know what two or three they go with. I I do like Marshall, especially as a backup ruck. I think he showed a bit at the end last year. Um, But that's another problem they need to sort sort out. I don't think they know. Then I look at their small forwards. Jade Gresham has proven himself as one of the more exciting small forwards coming up in the comp. Jack Loney, I think you persist with. Um, Jack Billings, some have him in the midfield. Obviously got dropped during the year, but I would still have him forward, I think. I think he pitch hits in the midfield, but I would still have him forward with um, the danger that he poses. I mean, Dean Kent there, obviously going to pick up from Melbourne, and I really like that. 
um, as a recruit for St Kilda. I think he slips into their forward six as well with pinch hitting um, in the midfield. Quick look at what they need. Well, there's a lot. Midfield depth and class. I spoke about the ruck issue. They need to sort that out. Yeah, pressure forward as well um, in that front half. Look, I think it's interesting what they do with pick four. It's an interesting conundrum they have because I just spoke about how they already can't work out their big man situation. If Walsh, Lukosius and Rankin are gone in the first three and Max King has been training there, doing his rehab there and he's rated by some within the top three or four, I don't, I don't know if you can go with him because how can how do they sort their situation out there? Then there's six of them um, and where do you pick from there? Next year, surely they can't go backwards from here. But, I'm not sure if they can win more, more than six games, but they need to. But I remember you saying last year as well that the Bulldogs had, you know, so many tall defenders. Oh, why would they pick Aaron Norton? You know, how could they pick a tall defender? Like, a lot of their tall defenders, like, they had, a, like, a plethora of them, but they weren't up to standard, you know? Like, I guess with the Saints, you you got to wonder whether McCartan is mm. in their best 22. Yeah. Like, I think if... if King turns out to be a generational player and a yeah, legend. You're, gonna... you're gonna be kicking yourself for not picking him. So with these things, it is a good point, and I, I agree with it. And it's definite concern because you want to blood games into him um, in the AFL um, as soon as you can. Okay, but what I'd say to that is that they have more of an issue trying to fill a thin midfield where Bailey Smith could slip into mm, yeah. rather than just throwing make, making yeah. it a bigger problem with Max King but in, line. In, in five years if uh, Bailey Smith is a very good player and King is one of the best in the comp um, you'll be kicking yourself for not picking if he King. Had well, played, crystal balling. If Max King had played no, full season, he could be... No, that's what draft's all about, is it not? He is picking ACL. people in the draft is all about crystal okay, balling. Well, okay, well, if it's Bailey... not about the immediate, it's about the future. Okay, well, if Bailey Smith is a generational player as well, then you'd be kicking yourself yeah, out with him. Yeah, but um, that's exactly... So they should be basing it off who they think will be the best that's player, fair. not immediately what suits their list, is what fair I'm God. saying. Fair call. I just think it throws... Another problem into a pot of problems in that forward six. It is, there. It is a good point, and it, if, and it and it would be a massive dilemma. Dan, I d- what just do want you have to say, say that if Rankin does happen to fall to Saints, he's exactly the player they need. He yeah. slots into their best twenty-two easily. He provides spark. He can mm. you know kick goals, play into the midfield as well. He would just be an absolutely absolutely perfect fit. Do we have a player comparison uh, for him? Sorry to put you on the spot. I th- he's pretty unique. Like I don't think okay. he, there really is a player that is like him. People have likened him to Andrew McLeod because he does have that sort of dash, but yeah, he's right. more of a forward midfield. But, but, sort of type. Bit of Charlie Cameron about him. Yeah, his, his first quarter against stronger. Vic, his first quarter against um, Vic Metro was probably the most fr- yep. well, definitely the most freakish quarter I've ever seen from an under-18s player. Even it, it would have been up there with any of the freakish things. You've that, been watching the Tap yeah. Cup, Harry. Lots, mate. Really? Okay. Lots, mate. So Anyway, moving on. Last year, we aired our most famous segment right at the end of the show to think on your feet. We'll give you a couple of quick-fire questions. Got a real fan following that segment. Oh, the pack Trending loves on this. Twitter. The pack loves this, but what are you standing up for? I'm on my feet. It's part of the segment, isn't it? I'm thinking and I'm on my feet. Anthony, come on, shoot me a question. Go. Uh, first one, quick-fire answer. Will Brisbane no. make finals? <laughs> they will not make finals. I did see it on the run sheet, but no, they will not make finals next year. They'll get close, no doubt. They're looking very promising with uh, Marcus Adams, potentially. Okay, I, I, this is ruined the, the long point answer of the from point. quick. Jesus, this is Bill. Bill. No, the that's okay. Segment. We don't mind this a bit of This is the point of the segment. What about you, Bill? Yeah, uh, I 
We'll disagree with Dan and say they will make finals. Brisbane, an unlikely finalist. They'll finish eighth this season on the back of Lockie Neal in the midfield with Beams and Zorko, unleashing uh, Zorko to go forward and and play in the midfield with a bit more with a bit more freedom because the longest think on your feet answer of all time. Harris Andrews and the specimen, and I'd still have Brisbane in the bottom eight or nine. I don't think they make finals. Last think on your feet question at the cricket. They have a they have a, a beach style segment se- section of the ground where they can sit around and sit in the, in the pool. Should Gold Coast at put what a stadium at the Gabba? Thank you. Should Gold Coast put a cricket style Gabba beach at Mitchcon? Yes, no. Well, short answer is absolutely yes. Because why else would you want to go and sit at that stadium to watch a team lose by two hundred points? Good call. Uh, few, few beers, um, few forexes. Forget, forget about Tom Lynch and May going and just Scrimshaw yeah. Hall. Sink a, sink a few beers Go and oh wait is that footy going on oh okay <laughs> I didn't, didn't realise okay. right, no disagreements here that'll do us day episode 4 of the trade we'll be back tomorrow listen then thank you thank you